Hi, welcome to Clitterly Speaking, the podcast. I'm Michelle Doherty. And I'm Emily Lane. We are BFFs dedicated to bringing you conversations between girlfriends over a bottle of wine. Oh, I am so excited about the wine part. Oh, me too. So pull up a chair, grab your glass, and let's get talking. Well, hello, Emily. How are you today? Hello, Michelle. I am doing really well. Thank you. I'm really happy to be back in the studio. I feel like all this... um, I don't know, a whole year's worth of activities have happened in just like a couple of weeks since our last recording, so... Yeah, I know. You know? I mean, for both of us. Right. And um, But, you know, sometimes it's good to go and do our things that, mm-hmm. you know, people aren't always like, oh, Michelle and Emily, Michelle and Emily, and Mich- oh, no, oh, you're Emily, just right, Emily, right. oh, you're just Michelle, you know, so it's right. it's kind of nice to have, um, to continue <laughs> to keep our, our regular lives. Our other personas going also? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. to keep all my personalities happy, <laughs> you know, um, but yeah, there's been like so much, and this is a like a super special episode. It is a special episode because it is our one year anniversary since we launched Clitterly Speaking the podcast. Isn't Can that you crazy? believe it? I mean, the ah. audience goes wild. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you should see it, people. They have like their li- their lighters lit and everything. It's crazy. I mean, thousands upon thousands are with mm-hmm. us right here today yes. in, the, in the studio. Absolutely. We are just... I mean, it is absolutely amazing how this um, concept that grew out of just having awesome conversations um, with, wine. Has, with wine has just developed into something that we we have an amazing community of listeners now, and which continues to grow each week. Thank you so much to all of our listeners. Right. Right. Oh my goodness. I yeah. know. I mean. Um, we didn't know what to expect. Mm-hmm. We knew we had this idea. We wanted to put it out there. Um, we we knew it had legs, mm-hmm. but we didn't realize it was going to run so fast so soon. Right. You know? Yeah, because we actually, so we started recording our show and we actually launched it a several months early just based on- um, Your social media our, gifts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like everybody was like, when, when, how can I find this? How can I hear right. this? And, and we we're like, well, we better get our stuff out there now. Mm-hmm. And um, and it's just been rolling ever since. Yeah. I, I, and I know I've said this on the episode or on the show over and over, but we have been super blessed with the, some of the most amazing people to have come across and to have as guests right. on our show. Yeah, we we do. We have a, a phenomenal lineup of, of of guests in our in our past and several that are coming in the future. And yeah, and, for season three, mm-hmm. I mean that's right. We have like you know, anniversary and season three all like rolled into one. You know, it's um it's it's very very exciting. That's um, right. So yeah. for today's episode to celebrate, of course we're drink we're drinking sparkling. Of course we are. Yes, and. And we also have our producer, Denise, joining us in our conversation today. Hello, Denise. Hello. Hi, Denise. How are you? Welcome back to our table. It's good to be here. Yes. So we are drinking today. Um, This is my first experience with this this bottle. This is from Argentina. Um, It's Tarantes. It's an extra brute. Um, This is from the Mendoza region of Argentina. And I really had no idea what to expect out of this because I've never actually had a um, sparkling a sparkling from Argentina, uh, nor of this the Torrantes grape, which is indigenous to this region. So um, it is a very different experience on the nose and on the palate. To it is made through a traditional um, champignois process, but you know. It, it's got its own unique experience, which I am extremely wild about. Little bubbles. Yeah. I love the little bubbles. Oh, tiny, tiny, tiny bubbles. Um, I'm getting out of this on the nose. That guava, again, that tropical fruit. I'm getting um, some kind of fresh mint, like the kind of mint that you make mojitos with, you know, like that really fresh herb, um, some kind of fennel flower. Um, and then like... I get all of that on the palate also with a little green apple and lemon curd. It is fabulous and a real steal at 
It's a, it's so tasty. Um, the only thing that I taste is grape. I could taste grapefruit in it. I can't taste anything sure. else that you have have listed, but it's really taste. Uh, I mean, it's a very slight grapefruit in there. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, whether or not there is any. It's not too tart. No, no. But it's um, it's delightful. You know, I was excited when the wine merchant gave us this bottle because, mm-hmm. you know, I love everything Argentina and, you know, tango and all of this. So I was like, oh, I, I I didn't know they made sparkling, which why why wouldn't they? Right. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. But um, I am more impressed than I thought. I would be. I didn't know what to expect. So I am, I'm definitely going to get me a couple of bottles of this. Oh because my gosh. Yeah. This is something I would want to keep and um, have on hand at all times. Yeah. I'm always in the mood for sparkling. So it's great to have some that, you know, you're not going to be like opening up that $30, $40 bottle. I'll be like, you know, just, you know, sometimes like just cleaning the house or whatever. I want to reward myself with some sparkling. This would be an excellent bottle to do that. Usually I just carry, I hold the the bottle in front of me. I've got this neck collar <laughs> that puts it in front of me. That way I keep going for it. Yes. So that way I get the house clean, you know, and it's, you know, I mean, it's very clean within like the four foot radius mm-hmm. around me because I don't want to, yeah, that too your- close to... It's your carrot on a stick. It's my carrot on the stick. Yeah. 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 Maybe I should not wear it as a neck collar and just have it on the counter and treat myself afterwards. Treat yourself. Yeah. (laughs) It's worth it. It's worth it. (laughs) So what is the, if this were a panty, what would it be? I would um, think that this is a panty that um, makes it very, very easy to tango. Ooh. So something that is um, makes you feel very sexy as you're being t- uh, twirled around and moved around the uh, the lead, as well as you don't have to worry as you're doing your um, your kicks and your your spins that your panties are going to fall down. So okay, it's, um, or go up, right? Or go up. <laughs> I mean, the, stay in place. These panties Mine rarely <laughs> just fall I've off. Never had them fall off. <laughs> these panties will come down when you want them to. <laughs> okay. And I don't know. It could be like two bottles. Okay. Two bottles. I, yeah. And then they'll come see down. But I, I see an elegant pair, like uh, basically maybe the color of this champagne. Or yeah. Being, uh, you know, whatever that's sparkling. I don't want to miss. miss um, I like it. Categorize it. Yeah. That sounds good. You know, one of our episodes from our very first season, one of our early episodes uh, Dana pa- with Dana Powell, she talked about uh, panty problems. And she has, on more than one occasion, actually, like, gotten so angry that she's, like, walking quickly, and all of a sudden, the panties just fall down. She's, like, walked down. Yeah. Just falls down? <laughs> well, yeah, sometimes that happens, you know. I have um, never that had that ne- happen. I've got so much junk in the trunk that has never happened yeah, to me. Yeah, me either. Like, um, they've never just fallen down mine fall yeah. up yeah yeah right no, no. Yeah. sometimes they do sometimes they just roll down and you're like well i don't i can't really pull them back up and you know and mm. i think i think in her episode she just she just <laughs> felt them falling down her legs and just stepped out of it and kept on going <laughs> I know, she didn't like same. she didn't even look back she said that's donation i have definitely <laughs> had that happen with like pasties you know, where like, where, you know, you, you have them on and then they just like, they flop out of the dress and I'm like, just keep moving, keep moving. <laughs> Nothing to see here. I, I, I have a friend, we were out one night who actually, we were sitting in the bar and she's like, oh, I don't believe it. I said, what happened? She goes, my bra just broke. <laughs> Like oh, the yeah. We're at a bar and she's like, can you believe it? And, you know, she was a little, uh, um, a, a larger bosomed girl. <laughs> and then I, I laughed for like probably 20 minutes too long about the situation. And I was like, we've got to figure this out. Because <laughs> you know, um, you're, you're going to have to go home. And, you know, once you go home at that point, you're yeah. like, why? why? But, Safety pins, right? Maybe? Well, I, I don't know. I mean, it was just, yeah. how do you, how do you leave the bar I guess right. you like fold your hands, like cradle one maybe, up. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe cross your arms underneath your, you know, underneath the boobs as you like walk out. You know, yeah. when you hope it's winter and you've got a, a parka or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a nice little jacket or, or a cardigan to. Hide I had it. a. I was in a speech in in school, and I think this was in junior high. I was I was doing a speech with a friend, and. Um, and in the speech, there was a at one point where I'm like, but I love you, you know, it was like this whole moment leading up to this, like this 
confrontational thing. And I'm like, but I love you. And as soon as I said that, my bra, which was one of those that clasped in the front at the time, totally <laughs> popped open. <laughs> so I was like, I love you. And boom. then you could just see it. Boom. And there's like explosion under my shirt. Oh, that was that was great. You really loved him, but loved him whatever that was, right? Yeah. When I was, um, when my daughter Megan had was um, an infant, my ex-husband and I, we were still married then, obviously. We had gone, it was our anniversary, and we were going to an anniversary dinner at Bristol's here in St. Louis because I we were new to St. Louis, and that was recommended as a nice place to go for, you know, romantic dinner. And we're like, okay. So I bought a new dress, and and um, I gained a lot of weight when I got pregnant with Megan, and so she was just two months old, and I had not lost all the weight. So I was, you know, mm-hmm. I was feeling, um, but I was still trying to look pretty and doing my, you know, sexy and all that stuff. So I had this really pretty floral dress that had buttons down the center. And um, and they were larger buttons, um, about about the size of a quarter kind of mm-hmm. buttons. And I went to go get in the booth that they had, you know, we had reservations and everything. And um, and I and I, you know, as you like try to slide into a booth, you're kind of like at a what's that a forty five degree angle maybe, mm-hmm. yeah, not quite, yeah. a, not or a, a what is that thirty maybe, well, a yeah. one twenty or something yeah. like that, you know. So, um, and. My dress got caught on the end of the table, and two of the buttons popped <laughs> oh, off like across oh, the gosh. dining room floor. Ended up in someone's soup, and I mean, they were big too. And it was like I was mortified, you know. And the and the waiter, you know, was like, and he was like, he was mortified, and he went across the and retrieved my buttons. And now I'm sitting at the table with a gap in my dress. Oh my god! <laughs> Happy anniversary! <laughs> you got the peak show going on. Uh, well, you know, it was more, I was, I don't remember, I think I drank a little uh, bit and uh, we still managed to, you know, have a fine time, but I've not been back there since. And that was 24 years ago because I'm sure they'll remember. Right. Oh, yeah. 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 I'm sure they will. They'll be like, you're that girl from yeah. May 1995. That was, that was flashing all of us the that, whole night. No, practically maimed other people with their <laughs> buttons flying across the room. I think safety pins should be in a permanent, like, care kit, like, for women. You know, you need your... You need your safety pins and your lipstick, you know. And maybe an extra pair of underwear. Just because. Oh. Well, well yeah. I mean, you don't know, right? I mean. Yeah, that's a fair point. You could end up, like, being right. at your mom's house. Mom's without, house, right? I went home for a weekend yeah. and I, I walked in the door and I'm like, I forgot underwear. I forgot <laughs> underwear. You know, I mean, it's not the end of the world. Yeah. You can go commando. But, you or know, there's a I, Walmart. You can go buy some. Not in my hometown. Oh. Yeah. Oh. No. None. Yeah. Small town. Yeah. So it made Walgreens a mistake. Walgreens doesn't of, sell it yet. <laughs> no Walgreens there either. Oh my gosh. It's, it's, it's really, really small. small. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I made the mistake of sharing that with her. And then, you know, all the solutions started pouring out from like an 80 year old woman. So, right. Right. She called you know. up her neighbor. My daughter's here. No, Do you have she's any like, candy I, she can borrow? Nope, I've got some you can wear. I'm like, Oh, I love you, okay. mom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we quit sharing each other's panties when I was like five. Right, <laughs> you know, it's like and he was like, "Oh, you could so no worries, you could you know use somebody else's." Yeah, back, back then, not now. No, Mm-mm. so yeah, so now yeah, I would add that to the list of emergency okay. supplies. Yes, put some in your glove box. Yeah, just always have a pair in your glove box. It could help you get out of a ticket too, maybe. Oh, that's an idea. I mean, not that you're going to, but, you know, if they just happen to, I don't know. They just happen to a sexy pair. Let me pull out my pair of granny panties. Let me check for that in the glove compartment. (laughs) That's where my pearl panties can come in handy. (laughs) Right? Yes. Your feathered panties. Don't put the bark in there. (laughs) Yeah, the bark. Yeah, that's crazy. (laughs) We have had so much fun over the last um, year. The last year, like a lot of these um, callbacks that we're having from previous episodes. Um, Are there some highlights for you, Michelle, that just... That make me laugh Mm -hmm. um, about panties? Uh, Yeah, about panties. Sure, sure. I think think one of my favorite ones when I, I described a thong you could run in. (laughs) <laughs> you jog five miles in. <laughs> it's like, right. Yeah. When you find that, let me know, and I might start to run. Oh yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah. <laughs> Finally, I you know that's why I'm not running because I haven't found the the right thong to to wear. Yeah. Um, you know that's one that just comes to mind right now. Um, 
but I, you know, it's to and to come up with descriptions mm-hmm. all the time. I think it 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 is a testament to the the great wine that we've also had the pleasure of drinking. Oh my gosh, yeah. We're, our, both of our knowledge and our um, palates have expanded a lot in the last year and hopefully and our, our wine budget has <laughs> right? as extremely, mm-hmm. extremely <laughs> increased. Um, it is like, it doesn't, doesn't even phase me now. And maybe it's because I'm numb to it. Is that what it is? Um, it doesn't phase me when I go to the wine merchant or any of our other uh uh, wine stores here in town and listen to those bubbles. Yeah. There we go. Um, and to walk out, you know, $100 lighter oh, later. Oh, God, I know. And and it's like, yeah, this is fine. This is fine. And I'll just take it home and um, put it on my in my cellar and or in my wine rack that I have now. Yes. And, uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I feel... I hope our listeners and and if uh, if you guys would you know give us some feedback, uh, send us an email or or on our social medias. Have you tried any of the wines mm-hmm. that we've uh, that we have drank here on the show? And you know what were your thoughts on it? Mm-hmm. That would be that would be really nice to hear. Like what were your favorites? Um, and then just so you know, if you haven't visited our website, we do have all of the wines we've drank in season one mm-hmm. and season two. With our and tasting a, notes. Right. And we'll continue to have that in season in season three. We'll have it all there um, so that you know that it's a resource for you. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're ever thinking, I've got to go to this party, um, Emily hasn't replied to the 10 emails I've sent her asking <laughs> what should I bring, you can always go to clearlyspeakingpodcast.com. And then uh, any of those wines that we have featured, it would be you'd be good to go. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I think that's um, just to make sure that people are aware of that. Mm-hmm. But God. yeah, so there's some fun highlights that are happening right now. So parallel chords, which of course is where we met it the is. F- the on on the, set on the set as the film was being produced has now just hit theaters. Mm-hmm. It just had a premiere in LA. It did. So that is uh, awesome. Right. right? I, I mean, it's, it, everything keeps going and, mm-hmm. and moving forward. And that was um, the episode called The Ripple Effect with Catherine Dudley Rose when mm-hmm. we really went in depth about parallel chords, if you haven't listened to that one. I mean, we, I know we have a lot of episodes for you to listen to. Yeah. And, and uh, don't feel that you have to go in order. Yeah. <laughs> um, See what speaks to you. And uh, bounce back and forth around around those. So let's dive in a little bit and talk about some episodes that, that you know, you thought were really fun and surprising that maybe had a different outcome than you anticipated or, you know, something along that line. Well, sure. I'd, I'd also like to, um, you know, one of the, one of the a powerful episode that um, has— even, you know, less than a year later has, you know, an outcome that's different when we had Nicole Garofsky on. Oh my gosh, um, yeah. And we talked, that was right when the Epstein uh, um, case came back after the Miami Herald uh, article. And um, and we talked with uh, Nicole about that. And she is friends with the, the attorney who was representing the victims in the civil suit. And he kept, you know, he was, he was relentless for 10 years to get um, Epstein um, to face justice. Right. And of course now Epstein is dead. Gone. Yeah. That's, so, that's like kind of a, that in itself is a polarizing topic just because, you know, I'm kind of, I'm sad that by his death, you know, the, the, the justice that would be, that he would face. That he would write, and mm-hmm. and kind of the closure that his victims would would receive as as a result of that process. I I feel bad for them, and I also feel um, sad that you know some of the other guilty parties are. There's a potential Maybe, right? that they can, they you know, can remain um, um, anonymous, anonymous as opposed to have their their day in court. But right. um, you know, we're recording this in uh, in late August. August, yes, and this will be aired in October. Mm-hmm. At I mean, at our so one year, yeah. so um, we might have to, you know, depending on what the yeah, there might be more a different... update. We 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 can you know add add that update in. Yeah. Um, Another one that was real special to me was having my my mom and my daughter on. Oh yeah, you know, with the the three generations, I thought that was a really mm-hmm. a nice. One. Did you learn anything? 
during that, like about like your mom or your daughter that you didn't necessarily know? Like, were there any like what moments? Um, no, not. I mean, I, I, their answers were things that I would have expected their answers to be, but I, what was. Um, um, illuminating for me was to see how similar our thread of independence and outspokenness, uh, uh, you know, it, it connects all of us. Like we don't fall far from the tree. Um, and that was kind of nice to sort of just see that laid out. I mean, I had, to, I had um, felt that that was the case, but to mm-hmm. have that conversation with my mom and my daughter, um, to just sort of, you know, get confirmation and validation of it. And uh, to know mm-hmm. that when I'm 70, I'm still, I'm going to be cool. And I obviously was cool when I was 20 something. So, sure. Um, of course. With my, mom and my daughter. <laughs> and then the fun conversation about our dancing, our favorite dance costumes. Oh, that was fun. Yeah. That was fun. And, and of course, we all have pictures on our blog. On our blog our and on our costumes. on our YouTube channel on that one. Mm-hmm. We do have that. And that's when you like revealed that you were a rabbit. Yes. Yeah, you and rabbits. I know. It's you been a like, lifelong thing. You and animals. I, I mean, know, in general. I, I yeah, understand like I how much you whisperer. love Iggy Pop because, you know, he is your baby. Yeah. But a year ago, before we launched the podcast, Emily and Ken, her fiance, were over for over for dinner. It was a really hot August and we had had, I mean, it was a hot, muggy August night. And I think it ended up with like thunderstorms. And then a friend of mine and her family were visiting from Oklahoma City and there was a baby bat yeah, in my basement. And um, you and Ken, like, you saved know, it. saved it. Mm-hmm. And I just, I was just like, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, and they like took it out on the porch and they gave it little bits of water and they can't, and they were so concerned about this bat mm-hmm. and it's, and it's, um, ability to thrive afterwards and and I was just I was like okay, okay Emily yes yeah I definitely um I yeah a little bit of an animal whisperer I think I get that from my mom Denise uh, was over a couple of weeks ago and we were working on vision board stuff and um, we were talking about you know making some change happen in with with one of our ventures and um, this little baby blue jay came and landed on my shoulder you were and outside, I hope. Outside. Okay. It and was I, crazy. I, was, I mean, you know, you see the birds like flying by, you know, you think they're just going to continue to fly. And the next thing you know, it was Did like you start just sitting. singing the little song from Cinderella, you know? <laughs> and it made me a dress. <laughs> I know, it made me a designer dress. It did. A Dior. Magically with showed up. With panties. Exactly. <laughs> that with all the squirrels in my yard, of course. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes. It yeah. was crazy, though. Just like, bloop. Like, How just, long did it sit there? Um. Well, I... I Kind of because I didn't know it was a bird. I knew something big landed on my shoulder, and I was like, "Oh my god!" And um, and then it then kind of scooted down my shirt a little bit and was hanging on my shirt. And I was and Denise was like, "It's okay, it's okay, it's a bird, it's a bird." I'm like, "Oh, okay." So then I picked the bird up and held it for quite some time, and then it finally flew off. And then it flew off to a tree nearby, and I'm like, is it okay? So I went over, and I pet it for a little bit, and then it flew off. So, yeah. Yeah, there's probably something in the universe about if a bluebird lands on your shoulder and stuff. I don't think it's a bad thing. I (laughs) looked it up, didn't we? I don't remember what it was, but I looked it up. I think we were drinking that night, and we don't remember exactly the answer. I mean, (laughs) mean, it rarely happens, so that must be it. I only drink drink when we record. (laughs) Yeah, I only drink when we're recording episodes. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, you also have an entire like herd of squirrels now. <laughs> now. Or is it a flock now? <laughs> right. Yeah, cuz I it was a school. I mean, what would it be? Yeah, what is a a flock of squirrels? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can google that if we, yeah. if we like. It's a it's a whole parade now, that's mm-hmm. for sure. So I started feeding just one squirrel in my yard and and it What were you feeding the squirrel? It started with watermelon and now it's expanded to all kinds of things. They're crazed on sugar. Oh, yeah. Yes, they are. Oh <laughs> my god. <laughs> Up with their eyes are dilated. <laughs> they come to the window. They're scratching at night. They're almost to the they're point. Fi- they're finding old old barbecue implements and they're <laughs> scavenging them and you know taking it to the squirrel pawn shop so they can get some money to get some more more watermelon. <laughs> more watermelon. 
<laughs> they're Jones in. <laughs> Licking pixie stick wrappers they find on the ground. Exactly. <laughs> well, I give them all kinds of things, nuts and crackers and all kinds of things also. But I do, They, I have discovered that, yes, they are very sugar. They love sugary things. So, But they like blueberries and grapes and other so, things too. So, What made you think this was a good idea to um, start with? I, you know, I, I like the animals and I wanted to encourage them to come around. So what has happened though is success. Yeah. You know, I noticed though in my neighborhood, there's not many squirrels anymore. I think oh, they're, they're all, all going to the bed. Park. I'm pretty I mean, sure there's like a whistle code, you know, and they're like, go on. <laughs> the food's out. You're good until the raccoons show up. Well, I oh. have, I, I only put out enough that they can eat pretty quickly. Like, I don't leave it unsupervised. So, and it's pretty amazing. So, like, there's a couple of squirrels now that are comfortable enough with me that they just, they'll walk right by me as they go up to get their Give food. You a high five. Oh, to, well, <laughs> I mean, they, they, bump. <laughs> they, they definitely peek into my door. Like, when I haven't fed them yet, they're like, like, hello, are you in there? Do you see us? Do you see how cute we are? It's time to feed us, yeah. you know. But I am, it's expanding. Like, it's definitely, like, there's the original too, but there's a lot more now. <laughs> Is it kind of like when you're at the beach and you make the mistake of feeding the one seagull, that, oh, that Frito, yeah. oh and then gosh. they're all there, you know, and the birds, they won't leave you alone, and you're like, I, I just, I, I'm going to eat my own Doritos, you know, and then they take it from you, and then you're left there. It's know. a little bit like that, but I love it. I'm I'm gonna keep feeding them and uh, well and I'm gonna make a third station now because I, I have two feeding stations. You are planning forward for winter, right? Because yeah. you they're gonna need to forage and get their own yeah. nuts and not rely on you to feed them during the winter, right? Yeah, okay. just I'm just putting that yeah. out there. I mean, they're not Until living. She builds them. a squirrel house in her backyard. <laughs> it's like take <laughs> down the garage. It'll be heated. <laughs> yeah. It'll be heated. They'll have like little squirrel cars, you know, little sheets on the bed, <laughs> yeah. really cute little beds. <laughs> Some of her panties <laughs> that they can. You know, the ones that she uses to clean feather pillows. <laughs> well, of course, something good for them. <laughs> be the squirrel dream house. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I, I, I have to just put that out there, Emily. I'm happy that you do that at your house, and but you know, I do draw the line. You cannot bring your squirrels with you to my house. <laughs> Don't worry. She was cruising down the street. Yeah, she'll have her purse. I'll have- I have them all here <laughs> in my in my purse with yes. my squirrel buddies. Um, Come on, guys, let's go. <laughs> let's go over there, Michelle's. No, she won't give us anything. <laughs> yeah, she so. looks at us and we get scared. Yeah, well, she has those yappy dogs. Mm, yeah, mm. they won't like that. No, no, no. In fact, I kind of think that there's a tactic now. So, like, whenever the dogs are out. Of course, they go crazy with the squirrels, but I put them in pretty quickly. So I kind of like I've seen this little trick that the swan squirrel does where he gets close enough that he knows that I see him and man, but the dogs can't get him. And then so I'm like, okay, come on, dogs. I put them in and then he comes down to the deck and waits for me to feed him. So he's getting pretty. Have you named them all yet? No. Oh, oh that's what she draws. Them <laughs> right. Yeah, that's that's the line. I mean, sand. that's a silly question, Michelle. <laughs> I mean, what, what am I thinking? I, I, first of all, I can't. I It's kind of hard to identify. Like, this is why they're not named. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's three that I think I can identify regularly, but the rest I'm, I'm kind of confused. So, yeah, that it's hard to keep them apart. And I'm afraid of becoming too attached to them because, like, walking in the neighborhood with Iggy Pup a couple of days ago, I saw a squirrel on the street that had, you know, probably a failed jump attempt. And— um, It had been run over? It, he had just—he uh, hadn't been run over, He was, but he had— Definitely, he was dead, long gone, and um, I'm, and I know it wasn't one of mine because he looked very different. But <laughs> I am nervous about that, so I'm trying to not get too attached. She's keeping it, keeping the squirrels safe, a safe distance. From, I've got boundaries from the yeah. from the mean streets the of mean. Benton Park. <laughs> yes, yeah. I can see them with little studded collars if you could get close enough. You know, I feel like maybe like a slap bracelet because mm, then you wouldn't have to get so close. Yeah, with that. That would probably be okay on their little necks, right? It's like Emily Maybe. is 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 like Mrs. Garrett in Facts of Life, and the squirrels are all of the uh, all of her students. Or you're not you're not Miss Hannigan from Annie and the Orphanage. Oh goodness, no, no, yeah. no. But I guess one of the, th- the cool things about doing this show for 
a year with you is you continue to surprise me. <laughs> Just when you think that you know everything about Emily, she will drop a bomb like, you know, going to sex clubs in Paris. <laughs> and you're like, what is that about? You know? Um, so that's been a lot of fun to mm -hmm. to get to continue to get to know you um, um, every week when we yeah, do, yeah. Do the show. We, we, we don't hold back, you know? And that, I think like an episode for me that really, um, that I, I continue to really appreciate. Um, and it's not just because it was my birthday, but the Emily's 40 wine birthday episode. I love that one because it, it jumpstarted other conversations for us. We, um, talked about consent and all of the gray areas in between yes and no. And um, it really launched us into other conversations and seeking out people in the space to have that, to explore that topic further. And I, I, you know, it started out to be just a fun celebration episode, but we really had some very meaningful, important conversation at that time, which I... I think all conversations do that. They kind of wax and wane from humor and fun to like, all right, let's talk about things that that really matter in life. And that was an episode that really did that. Yeah, I, I would agree with you there. Um, I think that uh, the ability to um, not only have our fabulous guests be on our show, but then we've, I mean, we're friends with them now. I mean, mm -hmm. we, we, were, we were friends with... 90% of them anyway, but, um, I mean, the, the connection we have with our guests post, I mean, look, Denise was a guest and now she's a right. producer with us, you know, she's, mm -hmm. she's, you know, the, the, the third leg of our stool and, um, we were doing things with Dr. Becky Lynn. That's right. Outside of the podcast. Um, you know, yeah. we started our time of the month once a, once a month live show, which mm -hmm. was not on our first, uh, first no. on our radar and that has grown in its viewership and uh, how, how much fun we have with oh have with yeah that. right um, that our listeners from all over the globe mm -hmm. i mean we were just thrilled that one time we we're like we have a listener in new zealand we have a few listeners in new zealand and i think some of our listeners take take us on vacation with them yeah, because oh, they've been. Because yeah. I'm like, wow, somebody in Costa Rica really likes us, and I thought, oh, maybe somebody, one of our listeners, is in Costa Rica. Oh <laughs> and yeah, because it was like, you know, in the like the last week, you know, fifteen hours of our stuff has been listened to in Costa Rica, mm -hmm. and that has to be has to be a, a listener who took us on vacation, which I think is a great idea. And let us know if you do. Yeah, yeah. you know, send us some pictures. Right, That'd be kind of fun. Oh, like you have listeners on vacation, where in New Zealand or Costa Rica. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yes. or vicariously through them where, wherever wherever you are. Please do. Um, is yeah. a lot of fun, and then uh, maybe we should have a like a hashtag for it, like CSTP on vacation or something like that. Well, yeah, you know, should we create that CSTP on vacation or on vacay? What do you think? Vacay on the road. Ooh, travel. I don't know. Yeah, we can. Yeah, we'll we'll put that <laughs> together. Clit. <laughs> Ooh, that's amazing let's that's do it. that winner winner chicken dinner right there <laughs> wandering clit it is hashtag wandering clit yes. to share your clits yes 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 yeah. I would say it's the clits plural Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, another one though could be CTSP on vacation. That could be another one in case you're this concerned. This is how we right? work things through when we're not on the episode. <laughs> when we're yes. not recording. We will just throw things out and continue to work through them. We'll work it through. Yeah. We'll so anyway, through. yeah. So that was, you know, I think that's a great highlight. Another, there's so many. Like I loved, um, the letter from the universe with Vanessa. I mean, that was to me like a surprise because we had just met her and invited her on because we thought she was interesting. Um, and we had no plan for the episode. She just came and it was like, oh my gosh. It ended up being such a beautiful episode with her talking about these letters that she found and how she connected them with the original owner and just all these layers to the story that were just so beautiful. And what episode was that? Do you remember which number that was? Yeah, I do. On that was episode 27 in season two. 
You have a great life lesson. You guys are always, you know, pulling little nuggets out of each one. Do you have a favorite one or one that's like the most impactful to you from an episode? I would have to say right off the top of my head, and I think that there's episode, there's life lessons in every episode, but the one that just popped to my head is our episode with Julia Greco, uh, Crazy mm-hmm. Young Mother, episode 10, when she said, I learned that I'm, I quit trying to fit my life into the world and then fit the world into my life. I love that, and that so much. And that made so much sense. Even, you know, for, for people who are not suffering from pro- chronic daily migraines, for 20 something years, you know, if you, you feel like you march to a different drum or you don't necessarily want to work nine to five, or you know, if you have a passion, you know, it's okay to, to fashion the world to fit you instead of trying to um, not honor who you are and, and continue to, to feel, I guess, either physically um, ill because you're trying to be what everybody thinks you should be or trying mm-hmm. to try to fit your life into what everyone thinks your life should be. And I thought that was a, a really powerful message for It her. was. Yeah, I think and it, and it is one that we've referred to on multiple occasions. I I totally agree with that. Um I think for me in addition to that cuz that's so poignant. Um I think it's just the overall feeling of the importance of our voice. I, I Which is a common theme of a, a number of our episodes about, about the voice. The, yeah. yeah. You know, I, I think, you know, with, with this last election, I felt so like our voice didn't really matter because this was, since I've been voting, um, another example of the electoral college winning over popular vote and um, and I feel like, you know, it's it's getting even more buried right now, just the propaganda and everything that's happening. And and so that's one issue. But just in general, I think personally, it's been a struggle of mine to stand tall and proud in my truth and and be very uh, vocal about it. Like I've, I've struggled with that in relationships about, um, standing up for myself. And I, this show bringing on these powerful women who are standing tall in their truth and making change happen has really showed me the power of that. And then also within our show, when people come up to us Mm -hmm. and tell us how much they love what we're doing or have, you know, particular shows, how they resonated with them and how they've shared them with people. And, and I love the idea that voice can make change. And it's given me some strength that I, I was feeling for a while didn't that you didn't have or not only that I not not necessarily that I didn't have it was more like it matters like I I felt like I was powerless before you know mm-hmm. where now I feel like okay yeah this does matter every voice matters and um that that to me has been one of the bigger takeaways yeah I would I would agree with you there I think um it's been humbling when people who are listeners, you know, approach us or talk to us and, and they always want to process the episode that they just listened to. And and sometimes you're like, well, which, you know, you have to, I mean, I, I know them all once they tell me who, you know, mm-hmm. oh, I'm, 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 I'm on episode nine. I'm like, uh, uh, you know, trying to figure it out. But they, it's, it's like they want to process exactly what they heard and tell me the feedback and, and you know, and I, I listen and I, I, I share back, I, I reinforce that, you know, yeah, that's, that's exactly what we meant. And, um, so that's, that's humbling that, uh, people are, are so that connect with us that way Mm -hmm. that they want to talk to us about what they've listened to. And, and when they tell us that they talk back to the radio or to their (laughs) their car, if they're listening, it's like, that's exactly what we want. We want you to feel that you're the table and then you can talk to us about it. Um, but I wanted to connect with you a little bit more on, on like feeling tired of, of the propaganda. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you know, last, last week when, you know, we had, we had some time apart, 
And I remember feeling one day just really, really sort of down about everything that's going on and felt very helpless, you know, um, like, why, why do we, why do I live in this state? Why do I, why do I live, you know, what, what am I going to do if the fight that we're, that we're up against, you know, that, that it continues to regress, you know, and, and it was really, um, you know, I, I, I thought to myself, well, how do I, how do I, how can I make a difference? Right. And, you know, do I, do I need to run for office? Do I need to do this? Do I need to do that? And then I sat in my uncomfort and my, in my, my sadness was like, no, I, I think the voice is through the podcast because Mm -hmm. we can talk to each other and talk to our guests and, and interact with our listeners and, and, you know, share with, with them and with each other, why this stuff matters. Mm-hmm. And it's hard. It's hard because I don't, I, I wish we weren't having to fight these fights in 2019 and at 50 years old. I know you guys aren't 50, but, um, but then I also remember there were women who fought for us to have the right to vote mm-hmm. um, and then continued to fight for the right to vote for all women, not just, uh, not just white women. Um, and if they had given up, you know, my life would have been different too. So I owe it to the women who came before and the women who are going to come, you know, and the younger ones to keep, to keep the conversation going. Because I think Emily, the goal is to not have the conversations. If we, if we're not talking to each other, then they win. Right. Mm. Well, I think that's the, you, you guys have a great platform, you know, for advocacy and to give others a voice. You know, I mean, so many, to your point, Emily, you know, you didn't think that it mattered, right? Mm-hmm. And you're validating to these women that it does matter. I mean, they're fighting similar, everyone's fighting a battle of some sort, right? Um, and to bring these women to the table so that we can talk about these issues that impact us all is a beautiful thing. And then also to be able to spread that out through, the glorious, like, you know, media opportunities mm-hmm. that we have right now. I mean, yeah. everyone has, like, I mean, I'm so, like, as a media person, I mean, I'm overjoyed at that. Everyone can podcast. Everyone can stream a TV show. Everyone can, you know, create their own voice. And you guys have audience members that want to listen to you and expand that. And I think mm-hmm. it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe we're changing mindsets. Right. I mean, I know that we are impacting their wine choices and their panty <laughs> choices. And, right. You know, but I, I, you know, if if we're helping to change mindsets and and give perspective, um, even on you know, on our own, um, inherent biases Absolutely. are changing. Right. You know, I think the conversation with Regina Sykes, Monica's voice, mm-hmm. was one of the most powerful experiences that I've oh been you know, gifted to, to right. spend that time with Regina and, um, and, and to sort of, you know, feel her pain and, and mm-hmm. be admired and, and, and the, and then to recognize the, uh, the continuing trouble with, with girls going missing mm-hmm. and children going missing. Um, but I wouldn't have thought about things, um, because of where I, you know, where I grew up and the the privileged life that I that I had, um, you know, when she made a comment about not having the kids or or Dana Kelly not letting not being able to play outside, right. and you know, we yeah. were like stunned with it. I know, it's, and it's, that's kind of like an unfortunate thing that we were stunned at it when instead of being upset that they did not have the ability to go ride their bikes. Like play on the you, playground. Play on the playground. Yeah. Um, like we did. Yeah. That to me is some, that is a story that I have retold to many people, mm-hmm. you know, because it is so like I, as a child, those are some of my favorite memories of playing kickball in my street and playing cops and robbers and tag and all of that, you know, and, and not coming until the street light came on. But, you know, she lived in an area where, you know, even when the sun lights out, you can't you can't be outside, and that 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 is such a staggering truth about a neighborhoods all across around the world. And, yeah, and it and and we should uh, recognize that difference, and that I mean, I I feel it's you know part of sharing those stories um, 
moves you a little bit more towards um, understanding mm -hmm. and that um, how every child and every person should be able to walk down their street, play in their backyard, go see their neighbors, go to school, sit on their front porch without fearing that they're going to be shot or killed. Yeah. Or, yeah. I mean, kids should be able to go to school. Mm -hmm. People should go to country music festivals, you know, Walmart, you know. Um, but right here in our own town, vast, huge yeah. differences in how people grew up in the north side versus and the south side, east, east west. west. Yeah. Vast differences. And we as a region should be working towards eliminating those differences. Being Absolutely. a transplant, um, you know, there were. In, in Peoria, the south side of Peoria was the area known for gun violence. Um, but I, you know, I did not grow up in that area. And um, so it wasn't around me um, until I, well, until I was playing in the U Symphony and then my, we rehearsed in the south side. Of, <laughs> south side. So I was a little familiar, but not still, I, you know, I was... It also came from a privileged scenario and that that was not my daily life. But coming to St. Louis, um, it was a surprise to me to hear gunshots on a regular basis. And I, you know, I've lived in three different parts of the city since I've been here now. And, um, and you know, I, it's, it's, it's weekly that I hear gunshots, which is... Of course, scary, but it's even more scary to me at this point where it's like, oh, another gunshot. Like I've, I'm to getting it, right? to the point where like I'm not like, ducking down and calling the police every time I hear a gunshot. I'm just like, it's another gunshot. That's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. And I, these kids are growing up in it. And, you know, I mean, there's PTSD associated with it. You'll talk to, I mean, I don't know if you guys have talked to like trauma yoga specialists or, you know, I mean, there are people in the healing arts that are trying to help. But, you know, I mean, to think about these, I mean, they're growing up in a war zone mm -hmm. and it's in our backyard and it's really unfortunate. Mm -hmm. Well, when we had the conversation with Sarah Hobson on ethnodrama and how she's using um, that curriculum with the with the kids from those from the areas that mm -hmm. you know are, at risk are, communities and are dealing that. with the gun violence and and mm -hmm. the and the poverty and and the stressors of that and using the the you know drama to help them tell their story and how powerful that isn't that amazing that was a that was a great episode yeah fantastic episode and a great I mean it's very cathartic process you know so it, it does a, multiple things by being able to act that out act their their own stories out you know it's 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 therapy in one way but it also allows them to again exercise their voice and also share you know I mean to somebody watching that you know I mean giving them perspective watching what these kids are going through and acting out. Mm -hmm. Well, you know... Creates understanding. Yeah, right? yeah, absolutely. One would hope. Mm -hmm. Stories have been used for centuries to explain how the world came to be, you know... The Greeks. Uh, Isn't that the original? The Bible's a story. I mean, yeah. just so, it, so people can gain understanding. And we are, are providing on our podcast an ability for our listeners to hear stories and to meet people and to gain a better, a greater understanding of the world around us. And then, and then I think on how we can be better, we can be better citizens of the world that we live in. Absolutely. You know? So here's a random question. All right. Story time. Time machine. If you guys had a time machine and could go back to that first episode, what would you tell yourselves? Not to take it too far off track, but I guess I just took it off track. <laughs> to take it off track, uh, I would tell us, I would tell myself to slow down and not drink so fast. Mm, okay, <laughs> there you go. All right. And to have fun. To have fun, yes. Uh, I guess just trust. Trust that it's 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 going to unfold the right way. You know, it's we had hopes. Mm -hmm. for it and ideas um and we weren't completely sure as to how we were going to make it all happen but but you know we were ambitious 
And I would just say, trust. This has been extremely easy and comfortable the whole way, um, which, again, has been very encouraging to us that we're on the right path. So... Yeah, it's yeah. exciting. I've had a great time. I feel like, though, we should probably wrap this uh, this accolades of ourselves episode <laughs> up because we have a whole season three ahead. I know, we do. And we don't want people to be like, that. they talked as long as that. I they, they know. talked another year. <laughs> <laughs> Was it a year? Yeah. We did talk. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah. But yeah. So I mean, we've got some great things coming up. and um, Exciting. In fact, yeah. we are about ready to interview a returning guest from season one, Bumping Barbies, Dr. Donna Marche yes, White. That's going to be a great episode. So, yeah. Another one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, yeah, we have a lot in store. Um, please continue to follow us on social media. You can always catch the latest news for Clearly Speaking the Podcast on our Facebook page, on our Instagram. On occasion, I, I get a Twitter out or a tweet out, not the whole Twitter. You see, see, exactly. That's what, that's, that's what I'm struggling with. Um, but you get a little bluebird out. I get a little bluebird out. It doesn't land on my shoulder, but I do. I get, do get a tweet out every now and then. And I, I have to say, you know, we are we are recording this in in August, but we not only hit one year. Yes. But as of today, we have over almost eleven thousand listens, yeah. downloads on one on one platform. On one platform. Yeah. We have no idea what our total is because we haven't figured out how to pull everybody consolidate in. Consolidate our metrics. <laughs> yeah. Again, that's just Yes. This is this shows gonna... our age. <laughs> we need a teenager to help we're, us with the uh, yeah, metrics. We're very streamlined in what we can do these days. But yeah. I mean I think that's that's a, a testament to to us, I mean, because I know my mom can't listen to. She didn't listen to ten thousand. Your no. mom didn't. Oh goodness! So there, my mom has yet to listen. Wow! Just wait till she starts listening. The numbers are going to go through the roof. But <laughs> I, you know, um, wow, it's been a lot of fun, Emily. Thank it you has. for making this this year be um, more amazing than yeah. we could have. Uh, envisioned. Yeah. Thank you, Michelle. My goodness. And thank you for your trust in me and for going down this journey with me. And Denise, I'm so glad that you've joined the team. Thank you for inviting me to join. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She keeps right. us on the straight and narrow, Denise does. Mm. Yeah. Because we could go down a bunch of weird paths. But anyway, <laughs> here's right. to one year. One year. Many years to come. And, and right. uh, to all of you listeners, thank you so much. Thank you. We love you. Emily, I can't believe we forgot. I know. To thank the most, one of the most important people. We cheersed, we signed out, and we, we drank didn't, the rest of our champagne, know, our, our sparkling. Thank our Sam. Our Sam, our audio engineer uh, extraordinaire. Thank you so mm-hmm. much for, for um, doing all the amazing work that you do behind the scenes and making us sound so fabulous. Yes. Thanks, Sam. Thank you, Sam. You're welcome. <laughs>